Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Welcome, friends. This podcast season has drawn our hearts toward praise for the Lord. And in the next few weeks, we want to guide our thoughts toward adoration. We want to choose to adore the Lord. And I have to say, put this insert in here right now, it's music. So I hope that over these next few weeks, you will listen to the songs that we post down in our show notes. We are featuring this week, Adore by Chris Tomlin. It's a beautiful song. The Lord has come to be with us. And why do we adore him? Well, we've got to go to the dictionary. Walt. Here we go. We start with the dictionary. <laughs> well, you got to start with the dictionary. We, we are very, very poor in our understanding of language. Well, it provides some additional words that help to expand the definition. So adore, to worship or honor God, loving admiration and devotion that, that we offer toward him to delight in and show reverence to the Lord. And this intense love is demonstrated in the form of adoration, the act of adoring. We will delight in the Lord. We will show reverence toward him. Well, we want to open up our Bibles. And so today we're going to go back to the Hebrew scriptures. We want to read some words from the prophet Isaiah, starting in Isaiah 7, looking at verse 14, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. You know, this is such an important verse and offers great hope for all people. Emmanuel, imagine God with us. How encouraging comfort in the presence of God. (laughs) Yet, friends, how terrifying. The holy God with us, how will we not be consumed? Well, this is a difficult message for us to understand, and especially if we go back in history, go to the day of Isaiah, this amazing prophet, a virgin will conceive a child. How is this even possible? What woman was Isaiah even speaking about? A child born would be God with us. I like these words from Charles Stanley. He shares, it may seem like an insignificant detail, but the virgin birth of Jesus Christ is central. It is central to our salvation. It emphasizes the fact that the Lamb of God had to be absolutely perfect, as spelled out in Old Testament scriptures found in Leviticus 22. The Lord himself came to dwell among us and to save us from our sin. And as we consider and continue in Isaiah chapter 9, we read these words, Then he treated the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali with contempt. But later, he shall make it glorious by the way of the sea on the other side of the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light, 
and those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. You know, in just these two verses, there's some interesting history and geography and life and theology. It's 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 amazing. But it's but it's packed we, full. Oh, it's just packed full. Like, <laughs> I mean, we, like could we, we read, camp right here. Well, and 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 some of us really struggle with geography. Um, I love it. And and when. When Isaiah the prophet says to Zebulun and Naphtali, these aren't two of the great tribes. These are more of the less important, less known tribes. But Zebulun was in the area of Nazareth. This is where Jesus will grow up in his childhood. And Naphtali, this is the area of Capernaum. This is his ministry headquarters for his three years of ministry. Um, even though they are, these two tribes are looked down on as less than important because they mixed with the Gentiles living in this northern area of Israel. The Assyrians and the Babylonians mixed these people up. And so they're considered largely Gentile areas, but they're important. And this idea of Galilee of the Gentiles, this area surrounding the Sea of Galilee, even today, um, there's a contrast that's going to be pointed out. They seem like they're insignificant, but they're going to be very significant. And this theme that continues on, those who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. Um, this parallelism is is, a, is contrasting between light and darkness, and and this theme is carried over into the New Testament. And we we could do lots of work there, but we'll, we'll just focus in on John's Gospel, chapter one, verses four to nine. And I know that's a big chunk, but listen to this: In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There came a man from God whose name was John. This is John the Baptist. And he came as a witness to testify about the light, the lights that, that's coming, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. There was the true light which comes into the darkness, and this enlightens every man his name is Jesus. And even as we're saying that, I, I look at the world around us and the chaos and the turmoil. It seems dark, and some would say it's getting darker. And I don't know that for sure, but it does seem like this. these are some dark days. But, but Jesus came to be a light, not just any light, but a great light to shine on, on people, to shine into the life of men. And I find myself when I get discouraged and when I'm looking at what's going on and I, I think things aren't going the way I wish they would in the whole world, let alone in my own life, and things seem dark. I need to refocus my sight. We all need to refocus our sight and look at this child that's coming, that he's coming into a dark place, but he's bringing the light. That's Jesus. That's how Jesus lived. That's what Jesus teaches. And it's how he desires each of us, each of his disciples. That's us. How he desires us to walk in the light. And I'm sure, you know, when you talk about darkness, well, I have to go back to, I remember we, we lived on Canton Street in Troy, Pennsylvania, and our bedrooms were all upstairs. And uh, I would, the, my door at night would be open, maybe a crack of two inches but outside of in that hallway, my mom always had a nightlight on. And that was such 
a comfort to me, just that small light and, and, um, being afraid in the darkness. I mean, I, I remember, you know, our kids and then our grandkids, um, putting them to bed. If, if they've, if they're used to that nightlight, they're looking, they're looking for what? They're looking for the light. And we depend on the light when we find ourselves in darkness. And Jesus brings light into our life, especially during those dark times, which we all face. And maybe some of you are in a dark time right now. You're in a hard time. And we just want to encourage you to look to Jesus. We hope that even this podcast encourages you. And we want to continue now in Isaiah chapter 9, looking at verse 6. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. You know, these are throne names of a child who is to be born, who is given. These names can only apply to God himself. You know, Jesus was born. He was born the God-man. He was very God. He was all God. He was all man. He was very God, very man. But he's the eternal son of God. He was given to redeem mankind. He came into this world. And as he came, he brought with him that that holiness of who he is as God and that complete manness, but his name, <laughs> wonderful counselor. Think of one who has divine wisdom. He is mighty God. Think of one who has divine power, great might and power. He is the eternal father one who cares for his people, provides for them, and guides his children each step of the way. He is the Prince of Peace, one who brings peace and blessing to his children. And you know, friends, as we meditate on these four names, this is a head to heart for me this week to write these four down. Um, Our hearts should just swell with hope And our hearts should begin to worship, our voices to sing. We truly desire to adore the one who offers these kinds of blessings to his people. Friends, do you need a wise counselor? Our God instructs us to ask for wisdom. James tells us if any of you lack wisdom, come to him and ask, and he will give you freely. Maybe you feel weak today. Come to God. Come to the Lord who is all power. He is all might. He is strong enough to carry any burdens you're facing. And then the eternal father wants to care for you and guide you. You know, I think of when our boys were little, they could always do it on their own, couldn't they? Yeah. I I, can do it. I do it, daddy. I do it. (laughs) But an eternal father. He just wants us to come and say, daddy, to say, father, would you help me? I have a need. I have, I have a burden that I'm carrying. Would you care for me? Would you provide for me at this time? And then he offers peace. He's the prince of peace, that peace that passes all understanding. 
I hope that each of you and myself as well, especially during this season, when things can get busy and be harried and a lot of things to do, will we choose to rest in the arms of the Prince of Peace today? And imagine, even as we are talking about this child, that this, this child is the eternal father. This child that's born and the son that's given, how can a child be the eternal father? Well, because he's very God. And he offers some things to us that follow him. Um, Continuing on in Isaiah, and I love this in verse 7, it says, There will be no end to the increase of his government or of his peace. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it, the throne of David forever and the kingdom forever, and to uphold it with justice and righteousness. These are key words that are used over and over again in the prophets. Sadiq and Mitzpat. They're important words that there must be justice and righteousness. And this child is going to bring them. And when will he do it? Well, he'll do it from then on and forevermore. In the Hebrew, the whole Olam, unto the eternals of the eternals. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. And even as we come to him, that that desire for peace with him, and we come to God and we ask, hey, God, what does it look like to have peace in the midst of this crazy world? Well, there's going to be a peace eternally brought in his government, but he also promises covenant peace today. And then this talk about David's kingdom, um, it reminds me, and we would go back to the Davidic covenant, this promise that, that God would establish David's throne forever, and there will come a time when God's kingdom would come, when God's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the kingdom that Jesus will come and establish. And then I love this, the zeal of the Lord of hosts of heaven. That's who will accomplish this. And, and this is the angelic realm. That's how this will be accomplished. Later in Isaiah, in Isaiah 37, there's this great time when the Assyrian army comes and they've already wiped out the northern 10 tribes. And now they're about to wipe out the southern two tribes of Israel, of Judah and Benjamin. And, and even after wiping out Israel and almost wiping them out, um, I love King Hezekiah comes and takes the terms of surrender and says, God, we can't do anything. And it's almost like God's saying, that's what I was waiting for. Mm -hmm. Um, You admit that you can't defeat this army. And as they come, I love Isaiah 37, 36 says that the zeal of the Lord of hosts, he will perform this. And in one night, an angel, one angel, (laughs) he wipes out the whole Assyrian army, 185,000 soldiers as they came against Jerusalem. And they head back to Assyria with their tail between their legs. And, and with that, they re- arrive back. And, and that king is destroyed because you don't lose 185,000 soldiers and they throw a celebration for you. Um, one last passage, and I love this. This is out of Second Kings 6. And this is a story about Elisha. Elisha is in a town, and the, the town is surrounded by a foreign army, the, the army from Syria. And, and in the midst of this, they sent horses and chariots of a great army. And they came by night. They surrounded this city. Now, when the attendant of the man of God, Elisha's attendant, had risen early and had gone out, behold, an army with horses and chariots, it was circling the city. And with that, the servant became dismayed, and he said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? And Elisha answered him, and he said, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. 
And I'm sure the servant must have said, what? We have almost no one with us. They have thousands. Then Elisha prayed, and he said, O Lord, I pray, open the eyes of my servant that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots, not just any chariots, but chariots of fire all around Elisha. And as we come to that, I, I love that passage, but it reminds me, sometimes I think this world is all there is, and, and um, I've kind of got these blinders on, I can't see all around me, but there's going to be a time when finally my eyes are open, and, I, and that's when I, I see my Lord and Savior. There's going to be a final time when I, I'm able to see all that's out there, and my eyes are spiritually open. Now, they did that. My eyes opened somewhat when I came in faith to Jesus Christ. But there's still a part of an angelic realm that, that I can't see clearly, but someday I will. Yeah, and as you say that, well, and even reading those amazing verses from Second Kings 6, um, the idea of chariots of fire, that's light, right? That's oh, yeah. light. The light, it was, so we see all these pictures of, of light being presented, and we know that this child will be born, this son is going to be given. And when we go over to the New Testament scriptures, we've already referred to John chapter 1 today, but I want to just read a couple verses from 1 John 1, 5. God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. And then if we go to 1 John 2, verse 8, I'm writing a new commandment to you, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. In the midst of our dark world, we're all searching for that true source of light. And some people are stumbling and they're not sure where they're looking. But remember, back in Isaiah 9, verse 2, we talked, we just read this a few moments ago. The people will walk in darkness, but they will see a great light. Those who live in a dark light land, the light will shine on them. And even as you say that, and as we approach this Christmas season, uh, we love seeing the lights all around us at Christmas time. And, and we've One done this our favorites. For, oh, we've done this for, <laughs> for years. years. Now we have strong opinions about what the lights should be like. And we, oh, look at that. It's, uh, we, we try not to be critical. We try not to. But when our boys were younger, we would drive around various neighborhoods at Christmas time to judge the lights. And I remember one year we even created a scorecard and we talked about which house should get the award. But those lights every year, those should be a reminder that even in the darkest of night, the darkest of times, there is a light from God that changes everything. And that's why in this season, our eyes should turn to the Lord in praise and in adoration. You know, we want to encourage you to listen to the song that we've included in the show notes this week. And let's all spend time thinking about God and his sending of his son, that he is the light that shines, and let's adore him. Well, until our next time together, may you continue to walk with God. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with The Awakening in America an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library.